Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Vol Club Confidential. We have reached the month of March. I'm your host, Austin Price, Tennessee basketball, revving up for the SEC basketball tournament. Tennessee baseball underway and in the middle of a nice long home swing. We'll talk about a lot of that tonight on the show, and we'll be joined by Tennessee basketball guard Tyreek Key. That's a little bit later, but before we get to that, we bring in Will Watkins of the Volunteer Club. Will, the SEC basketball tournament's next week. You all will have a presence there, kind of break us down what to expect all those for all those Vol Club members. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think at this point everybody knows where the Vols go, we go. Uh, so we don't know exactly what our presence is going to look like, but if you aren't sure yet, check your email, check our socials, because we'll be putting that out there. So look for us in Nashville again. Where the balls go, we go. When you look at you know kind of the the sponsorships you all have, uh, you know kind of in partnerships you've attained the first couple of years uh, with the Volunteer Club, um, some nice solid ads. But I know you all want to get more corporate partners um, going forward. How important is that? Yeah, I mean I think that's huge. Obviously, with the fan support and everything that we've been able to do, we put on some great events. People have had a lot of fun, gotten to meet some athletes, so that's been great. But one thing that we want to kind of do now as we're transitioning to the next stage of this is kind of get more into that corporate partnership so really start to tell those stories and partner athletes with brands in the community so that we can help small businesses in the knoxville area when you when you say small are we talking mom and pops are we talking like mid-level businesses or or is it just kind of a balance of everything i think it's everything you know i think everybody has an opportunity to benefit in the nil world so you know one of the things that we talk about all the time with different corporate sponsors is that there's a level for everybody. There's a barrier of entry that every business can benefit from. And so we want to utilize these Tennessee athletes and give them to local businesses across the state of Tennessee so they can have an impact and they can kind of benefit from the new name, image, likeness laws. All right, let's bring in the star of the show, that being Tennessee native and Tennessee guard, Tyree Key. from Clay County, what's Tennessee basketball mean to you? Uh, I mean, I think it means everything to me. Um, obviously, I came from like a very small uh, town. Um, like I said, basketball is real big there uh, where, I, where I'm from. So just growing up, uh, really just uh, basketball has always kind of been a passion of mine. And like I said, it's it's real big where, we, where we're from. So you, you go to Indiana State coming out of high school, and this was coming off a uh, unbelievable run at the high school level, scored a ton of points and, you know, go to the state tournament, have all those big games, state titles and stuff. Uh, kind of take me through what you're thinking as you head off to Indiana State. Um, I think the biggest thing for me was uh, just kind of adjusting uh, my play to the college level, obviously, because um, uh, obviously it was two different levels. Um, and like I said, I think uh, for the most part, I've done a good job there. I had a pretty good career. Um, and like I said, I just worked hard every day at it and just chipped away. When when you decided to, to play your last year somewhere else and Tennessee was an option, was that a no-brainer for you? I mean, yeah, it was. It pretty much was a no-brainer for me. Obviously, uh, being at Indiana State, I was like five hours away from home. Um, so it was tough to – everybody come back home. It was a tough drive for my mom every game. Um, so I think, obviously, it made sense. And like I said, I couldn't be more happy uh, to be here. So a few weeks ago, you, you go to Vanderbilt, and the coaches are imploring you to shoot more and shoot more. And you have you know ten points in the first half. Mm-hmm. You have fourteen for the game. Come back home. You have twenty one in the second half. Those were both losses. But I said at the time uh, that Sunday night on TV to Josiah, I thought you could really take positives out of that if you're if you're Rick Barnes because all of a sudden you started to get confidence. Mm-hmm. 
Was it just simply going back to the Middle Tennessee area, and it was just like, oh, it's like the state tournament again, and and all of a sudden the ball starts going in, and you're like, wait a minute. I mean, that could have been it, but I think really it's just uh, you know, Coach Barnes. You know, that's why he brought me here was to score, and I think a couple practices before the Vanderbilt game, he pulled me to the side and was just like, you know, it's why we brought you here. Uh, stop being, stop passing up open looks, and uh, just go out there and play, play your game. So, like I said, he, he just pulled me to the side and told me that, and. I said ever, ever since then, it's been kind of chipping away at. So you look at kind of where you were early in the year. You had the, and then these weren't even real games. They were the scrimmages with Michigan mm-hmm. State and Gonzaga. You, especially that Gonzaga when you put up 27. Mm-hmm. What happened there between when you started to get the confidence back and, and, and shooting the ball more and, and early in the year? Was it just kind of like, you know, you're new to the – New to the scene, you didn't want it to, you know, you didn't want to be selfish type stuff. I think it was just uh, obviously I, I started a different role. I started playing more point guard, um, and I was kind of just uh, you know facilitating first and trying to just run the offense. Uh, like I said, I think that that kind of played a role in it, and I think really just uh, you know every sometimes I was just really passive uh, when I shouldn't have been. I took should have took shots when I was open, and like I said. Coach Barnes pulled me to the side and just told me to just go out there and play and just do me. So we get into March, and I, you know, listen, there's been plenty of times where Tennessee was hot in January and February and then kind of cooled off. Mm-hmm. You have that rough stretch in February where you lose a couple of buzzer beaters and you lose the game to Kentucky you probably shouldn't have. But none of that matters because, I mean, if you win in March, nobody cares what you did mm. in January and February. Yeah. So how much do you have to have that mindset as we head into the SEC tournament and as we head into the NCAA tournament? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, the first thing, you just got to take it day by day um, and just get better each day. Uh, and like I said, you can't – it's hard. Uh, I mean, obviously you're going to have those games, uh, you know, like two buzzer beaters. That's obviously tough. But, you know, we kind of got to learn from, uh, you know, the state, mistakes we did uh, make in those games that we lost and uh, learn from those. And and obviously, when we get into March, uh, have those mistakes corrected. You go back to your high school year, your senior year, high school career, average 37.4 your senior year, over 1,300 points. When you walked on the floor, was it just kind of like, I'm the best guy here? And I'm, and, and, I mean, like, you know, I mean, is this kind of how you felt back then? Uh, I mean, I, I'm kind of a humble guy, so I, I didn't really see it that way, but. Uh, I think, like I said, I just was trying to go out there and just compete and win and, like I said, just uh, make my team better and just provide winning games. So. You're playing single-A basketball, small gyms, mm. but really good atmospheres. Mm. How much did you – I mean, like it's kind of like Friday night football. You know, I, I, as, as cool as college is, NFL, like there's a special place for, for, for high school football. Mm. Same thing with high school basketball for you. I mean, just kind of like no matter what you do the rest of your life, those moments will be special. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think, like I said, obviously you go in those small places and if gym's packed, I mean, a seat to sit sit in those gyms, obviously. uh, I mean, I'll never forget those memories, obviously, just because I was obviously out there with my best friends and stuff. And uh, like I said, we we bring those memories up occasionally. But uh, like I said, it, it was always fun just going to those little cracker box gyms and just. You know, being so loud in there, it was always, it was always fun. Did you so. like being the road team on those instances? Yeah, we we actually did. We really enjoyed playing on the road because obviously teams was trying to take me out. So uh, you know, it was you know I made have two people guard me here and there and just boxing uh, one, boxing one. So different things <laughs> like that. It, it was fun, and uh, we we always had fun. So, what defense did you hate to see coming? 
Well, I mean, uh, I mean, I still scored regardless. So it really wasn't in <laughs> high school. I mean, there really wasn't no defense. Uh, I mean, I was still finding ways. We we had a bunch of plays set up to where I was still kind of getting the ball. So that's confidence right there, man. <laughs> Didn't matter what they threw at me, I was scoring. Um, you, you talk about your 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 best friends, your high school um, classmates and teammates. How, how many of them have reached out to you? You know throughout this season whether it be for encouragement or just to kind of see how you're doing or to say hey we're coming to watch you play how much do you hear that yeah i mean i still uh, i still talk to one of my best friends every day um and we we play xbox occasionally and i said we i actually went and seen him a couple weeks ago and uh like i said but it's it's nice just having that support system and still having them around to talk to here and there and uh I said one of my best friends. He actually comes to mostly the, all the home games, so it's, it's good to have that support. Was it easier to transition here because there was so many veterans on this team? Santi, Urosh, Josiah. I mean, you know what I mean. Like it wasn't like you were coming in here with a bunch of young pups. I mm-hmm. mean, there were older guys here. Mm-hmm. Was it? Did that make the transition easier because there were guys your age? Yeah, I, I think I actually think so. Uh, just like I said, is we got a very mature team, and there's the culture here uh, at Tennessee is so strong and so connected. Um, like I say, I thought the transition was really easy from that standpoint. Uh, just like I said, just a bunch of mature guys, and everyone's for each other. So I think that's really what uh, drew me in here. You go back to that second half of that Missouri game, and you get five threes, 21 points. Mm. Did, was, was that the, the hottest you've been since when? Uh, I mean, probably probably since the Gonzaga game. I mean, like I said, I knew coming out in the half of that game, obviously we needed a spark because uh, we was down at half against Missouri. So um, I knew I knew we needed a spark some way. And like I said, I just got some shots to go in. So How many shots do you think you put up in a given offseason, whether it be at Indiana State, here? I mean, you know what I mean? Like Jalen Hyatt was talking about how he caught like 15,000 balls on the jug machines. Mm. How many, how many how many shots you putting up in in, in a given off season? I mean, it's that's tough. I mean, sometimes you I mean, sometimes you do a thousand a day. I mean, if you do that, you know, six seven times a week. I mean, that's the number right there. Yeah. You do that a whole off season. You know, I mean, the number <laughs> adds up. So I don't really keep track. Um, but uh, if if you're in a funk. And, you're, and the ball's not going in. Mm. Do you just keep shooting to shoot your way out, or do you pause, let's take a break, clear my mind, then come back to it? Well, it, it, it I mean, I know you could do either one, but is there a preference for Tyree Key? Uh, I, think, I think my preference is just kind of just – it was kind of keep the volume going and just not really thinking and stop thinking about it and just keep kind of keep shooting it. Um, that's kind of my preference. Like when I'm working out, uh, so I'll tell to my rebounder just keep passing it like faster. So that way I'll get the shots up. So I don't have to think about it as much. Do you go back and watch film to see you know as far as like elbow like te- technical stuff? Or uh, I used to. I used to did uh, when I had my shoulder injury. I used to would do that type of stuff. But I kind of got away from that and just kind of just stopped thinking. And just go out there. And just shoot and just have fun. When you, I always joke that you look like John Starks and you look <laughs> like you should have played in like the 80s and 90s. Um, when you when you watched players growing up, and I know you're not that old, but at the same time, I mean, like, did was there one or two players that you watched growing up, or you're like, you know, I, that, I really want to, you know, model my game after that person. Um, I think, uh, I mean, I think some of my favorite players, uh, Carmelo Anthony, because uh, just because he's got the good mid-range game, I always liked that. Um, I really liked watching John Wall growing up uh, when he was at Kentucky. Um, he's kind of a bigger built guard and just fast. Um, 
But uh, for mostly part, I just kind of just I don't really model my game after no specific player or anything. I just kind of you know do what I, I can know my body can do, and just you know, like I said, I'm not the most athletic guy out there, but I'm kind of a bigger guard, so I kind of use my physicality in different ways. When you're with your teammates or your friends, and you're talking about the NBA, what do you guys talk about? Uh, I don't even mean like trying to get there. I'm just talking about like today's NBA, favorite teams, favorite players. Uh, I mean, Dis- not arguments, but like disagreements about who the best player is, that type of stuff. Yeah, I mean, obviously the the biggest one is obviously the Michael Jordan, LeBron. Those those, those arguments always kind of get sparked up. Anyway. Go ahead, tell me. <laughs> who are you going uh, with? I mean, I think, uh, like I said, it's two different eras, but I mean, I think LeBron now, just because he's got the all-time scoring record and just how long he's been able to produce and obviously still getting better at this age and still putting up the numbers he is. I mean, it's just it's like it's one of a kind. So Yeah, we have the, this conversation a few times on Ball Club Confidential because I think all athletes, no matter if you're a football player, baseball mm-hmm. player, basketball player, we'll get into that just because Jordan's such a cultural icon mm-hmm. with the shoe brand and all that. I think it's okay to say best overall player could be LeBron. Yeah. Best champion, most fierce competitor player is Jordan. Yeah, for sure. More cutthroat mm. than LeBron yeah. is. So, I mean, I, I mean, I'm with you on that. <laughs> um, you know, closest player on this team. You've only been here for, you know, eight nine months. You know, but you know, if you if you could take one guy and say I can lean on that guy, who who who's Mister Dependable for you? Oh, as just an aspects of anything or anything. <laughs> Uh, um, I would say he's a Kai Ziegler, um, just because, like I said, he's just you know, he's a good dude and tough as nails. Um, like I say, just I'd say I'd say him for sure. Probably. Does do you give him a hard time about his New York accent, and he gives you a hard time about your Clay County accent? No, we actually we've actually never really like talked about either one either really? one of our accents. Yeah, believe it or not, we've never really brought our accents up to each other. So he does have a deep accent, though. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody expects it either. So <laughs> most competitive guy on the team is Z. Yeah, I'd say Z. Z or Santi, probably, but. If, if you could only pick one to go in the foxhole with, who are you going in with? That's a tough one. That's a tough one. Um, probably Z. Probably. That'd probably for sure Z. <laughs> Santi just said bad words in Spanish. <laughs> um, when you uh, when you look at Coach Barnes and his track record of getting players developed, whether it's changing Kevin Punter's shot or changing Josiah's shot or you know, getting someone who is, you know, struggling confidence-wise and getting them to play more confidently. What do you admire the most, and how much has he helped you? Um, I think just, uh, like I said, just how he how he kind of controls the team and how he talks to the guys. Um, you know, I, I think, like I said, that one day he pulled me to the side and just told me just to be me and just go out there and just do what I do, and then he just wanted me to score. Um, so I Did just, you feel differently as soon as he said that? I did, actually. I mean, I, I think it kind of brought a level of um, – I mean, I've always had confidence, obviously, but it kind of, you know, kind it's of lifts different. you. Yeah, it's kind of different. Take the um, shackles off? Yeah, it's kind of something like that. Just kind of knowing that he said that, like, he needs me, he wants me to do me and just go out there and just do what I do best. And I think that that really helped me. So, Coach Martins is an 
one that does not he does not mince words. He he, he tells you how he feels. Mm. Do you like that? That you kinda always know where you stand? Yeah, I mean I think I think that's honestly the best way to do it. Just to be straight up and straightforward, uh, straight to the point. Obviously, uh he's gonna tell you how it is and he's gonna let you know and be honest with you. I think I think that's you know, the best coaching you can have when you have somebody who's just gonna tell you how it is and tell you what you need to get better at. You're talking about Carmelo Anthony a few minutes ago and you're talking about his mid range game it feels like you're really comfortable in that 16 mm. 17 foot range mm. most kids don't like that i mean most kids are either you know want to dunk it or shoot mm. the three yeah. where's that come from uh, i mean i think it just comes from back at when i was at indiana state uh, one of our player development coaches he was really big into the mid-range game obviously now uh, the mid-range game ain't really a thing anymore i mean it's <laughs> no unless, it's not yeah i mean one or two players and steph curry yeah, or... one or two players kind of has those roles where they can shoot mid-range but now it's just a lot of threes and uh, layups so i think it's kind of a different style obviously and i think i'm kind of a bigger guard so i can kind of utilize that you talk about indiana state obviously larry bird is mm-hmm. na- name is synonymous with that place much interaction with him? Uh, I shook his hand one time. He's a quiet guy, kind of like myself, so he didn't say anything back. But I did shake his hand uh, uh, when we played. They, were, they had their 40th anniversary uh, team there, so uh, we got to meet all those guys and uh, shake their hands and stuff. How, so. how neat is that? Just from a, you know. Yeah, I mean, just I mean, it was kind of gave me goosebumps. Cause obviously, he's a NBA legend, and just for what he's done his whole career, I mean, it was kind of, and he's kind of obviously icon in Terre Haute, so it was it was cool. Do you do you go back and watch? You know, like did you watch Thirty for Thirty Celtics Lakers? Do you, you know, you know what I mean? Like, did, you know, did you watch? You know, you know the documentary on the Bulls? I've I've, I've seen the I've seen a couple of the Larry and uh, Magic Magic uh, documentaries. Sure. Uh, so obviously, uh, you know. When we played Michigan State here, I think I seen a tweet or something that uh, I was the only Indiana State person who could beat uh, Michigan State or something. It was, <laughs> it was something funny like that. But uh, uh, no, but uh, all those are good. All those are cool stories of him and Magic, and uh, obviously uh, him being him being from Indiana State was pretty cool. Too, your, so. your playing career is winding down. You relishing these practices, the the, the team meals, the hanging out in the hotel, everything kind of just like, is it starting to hit you more and more? Yeah, I mean, I think every day. I mean, every day is just going by really in a blink of an eye. You know, you go to you go do your weights every day, your vitamins, and you practice, and then the day's over, and the next day's already there. So like I guess I've just kind of been just soaking it in, and obviously uh, the finish line's coming up, but uh, like I said, just taking it day by day. How much have you enjoyed having your family? I mean, I know they were at the Indiana State games too, mm-hmm. but I mean, here, how much, you know, the, the Clay County people, I'd say that's fairly big Tennessee country down mm-hmm. there with a lot of orange mm. um a little more a little more proud walking into town not that you weren't proud at indiana yeah. state because i know you were mm. but is there, is there a different feel going back home right now like i said obviously being only two hours away so really anybody can come when they want to and i said it made the drive for my mom so much easier because i mean in Terre Haute you got the blizzards in the winter and different <laughs> things like that so i mean she it might be it may take her nine hours to get home like when it was snowing up there so i think uh, just stuff like dad and obviously getting to see my friends here and there um being obviously being close to home just it's obviously a, a better feeling and just kind of more comfortable so senior day you know coming up be emotional uh, you probably, don't seem like an emotional guy but at the same time i feel like you're kind of 
it, it, it's starting to hit you more and more. Yeah, I mean, I think I'll be a little emotional. I don't think I'll cry or anything, but I'll kind of re- it'll really soak in once I walk out there and know that that's going to be my last time, uh, obviously, playing at home uh, in college. So. All right, let's hit rapid fire for a second. Something most people don't know about Tyreek Key. I like to, I'm an outdoorsman, so I like to go hiking and walking and riding bikes and stuff. Where's your favorite hiking spot? There's a place in, uh, it's about, it's a little, it's a little ways from here. Uh, I forgot what it's called. It's called the Eagle's Nest. It's a big, big uh, thing. You hike up a mountain and you just look, oh, it's overlooking the mountain. It's beautiful, beautiful. If you could go to a national park, which one would it be, Mr. Outdoorsman? Uh, Yellowstone. I went last summer. Have you been before? Never have. Oh. (laughs) Oh, I'm telling you, it's 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 pretty spectacular. Uh, share a funny story about your basset hound. Let's see, there's a lot. Uh, I would say I was coming home from practice. Um, he got out of his kennel. I didn't know where he was, and I go into my bathroom. And he's got a a. Um, a box on his head where he was digging in the trash and he's just sit, standing there in the bathroom just with a box on his head and I just walk in he just kind of looks up and he's got obviously a box on his head he don't know where he is so obviously I slide the box off his head and he's just sitting there trying to play innocent so <laughs> favorite NBA player I'd say right now probably CJ McCollum wow uh, just kind of just the way he kind of handles himself and he's kind of got the little mid-range game and um I just kind of like the way he plays. So. What's the best advice you've been given? I'd say probably you are what you do. It's kind of the reverse of you are what you whatever. You know, and you know what I'm talking about. But that phrase, I mean, I think it's just uh, you kind of you set out to do what you what you're best at, um, whether it's playing basketball or doing this or that. Um, I think obviously you're born with a gift, and you just do you just go out and do it every day and just have fun. Admittedly, you're a humble guy, but are you the key, that's pun intended, to Tennessee basketball success the next two or three weeks? Um, I mean, like I said, I, I mean, humbly, I think I just, if I play my role of what coach wants, um, if everyone plays their roles as coach wants, uh, I think we'll, we'll have a special, special ending to the year. But you, but to, to, to dive back to that, you, you feel like your role changed, though, when he talked to you. Like, like, like you felt like your role was different before then. Uh, yeah, I would say so. I mean, I, I think I was kind of just overthinking a little bit, um, just cause I was playing a different position and just different things like that. But like I said, he, when he pulled me to the side, he just told me just go out there and do me. I kind of felt a different way about it. And, uh, like I said, I think it helped me. So NCAA tournaments where, you know, legends can be made mm-hmm. You're shooting on, you know, some in, in some instances it's an arena, but a lot of instances, especially once you get past the first weekend and you're mm-hmm. in stadiums. Yeah. Do you like that? Because, I mean, the sight lines change, the depth changes, all that. I mean, yeah. I know it's the same, yeah. you know. Same height, same, same all that stuff. I think uh, I think that kind of goes back to maybe the overthinking part of it um, when, when it comes to March Madness and those type of things. I think you just got to go out there and, just play your best and compete and just have fun. And like I said, uh, I think we're going to have a special ending to the year. So, All right. He has a lot of faith. He's playing with a lot of confidence. And in my opinion, if he's not the key, he's one of the keys for Tennessee having success the next few weeks. He is Tyreek Key. We appreciate you joining us on Ball Club Confidential. Appreciate you having me.